You are listening to JS with Love, JS Con Amor, live from Chicago. Hey everyone, this is JS with Love with our third amazing episode with amazing people that we're going to have on deck, as you can see to my left, and maybe you're right. But I'm excited to be here because, again, I am thankful to Combi and all the folks here in the studio that always make it happen and possible for us to bring you this amazing show with love. Um, I just always want to start with some relevant news that's going on in our country today. Uh, as we've heard, you know, um, another black brother was murdered uh, because a cop thought that she was pulling a taser, but it was actually a gun. And, uh, and that is despicable. And whatever punishment that she gets, she deserves. And I believe that we should definitely retrain every single police officer that is out there because somebody that's in the force for 15 years and thinks that a taser is, uh, is it is what it is and it pulls out a gun instead, that's not some, a rookie mistake. So I just want to put it out there because, again, we have somebody now going to sleep without their son we have somebody now going to sleep without their father, and we have somebody going to sleep without their loved one, and uh, and this needs to stop. So just want to put it out there. Uh, like I said, this world is filled with so much hate, and it challenges us every single day to do what we do with love, and that is what this show is all about. And so with me today, I have two beautiful, loving people from the community here in Chicago, who I have gone to know for over a decade, and seeing them thrive, seeing them hit the mark of, of what success really is, when it is about bringing delicious food to the table with love, with care, with family, with tradition, even in one of the most hardest times in modern history, is one of the reasons I wanted them to come out here and talk to you, because I know there's somebody out there right now second-guessing their chance to build a career, to take that leap of faith and start something new. Once again, I always like to remind everyone that we're not in competition with one another. We're only in competition with ourselves at the end of the day. And when you push yourself to be the best version of yourself every single day, you're going to be undoubtedly much more happier and filled with much more love for yourself. And that impacts the world around you. But without further ado, I want to have my two really good friends and amazing contributors to the economy here in Chicago to introduce themselves. So I'll go right ahead and pass on the mic to Irene. Hi guys, my name is Irene and I am a co-founder of Pochos. Uh, hi and I am Miguel, also a co-founder and operator from Pochos. Amazing, um, so I'm gonna ask you all a series of impactful questions. Um, but they're not going to be that hard because what I really want to get to the bottom of is you showing or talking about uh, your journey to where you are today. Uh, and one of the biggest things I want to ask is what led you to create a restaurant, um, the, the one that you did, and then also why name it Pochos? I'll go, I'll go with Irene first and then we'll when, pass on to Miguel. Okay. Go for it, girl. When did we decide... Um... I think that we both love food and, you know, we started dating and we worked at a restaurant part of our lives and also Miguel worked at restaurants. I worked for a while as a food counselor for a not-for-profit um, where I led like a cook 
teaching kids like in the farm to table how to prepare meals um and at that point i realized how much i enjoyed working with food and really saw myself kind of make a career out of it because amazing it didn't feel like work i felt like i was turning i was getting to like garden and stuff, <laughs> you know so that's when the idea started um i would tell myself like we can open a restaurant here we can sell this kind of food that kind of food and and the dream just kind of you know evolved and got stronger and we i think took on jobs like most critical So I think it was for many years that we had this idea. That's amazing. And talk about, Miguel, talk about then the name. Oh, well, <clears throat> the name came from, um, I don't know, it was just kind of just like a general, general idea of like who we are and what we kind of want to strive for and what kind of, I guess the the general concept of what our concepts would kind of be, you know, yeah. it'd be always an, uh, a fusion of, of like American culture and Mexican culture with like, you know, influences of, you know, Latin America. Um, and so I feel like that name just really helps us be creative. You know, it, Bochos means, you know, you're, you're, um, you're a descendant of of, uh, of of Mexicans, right? And, yeah. and your family um, comes to, to the United States. Uh, sorry. No, it's all good. Um, it's all good. I mean, it's 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 always it's a craft, right? Yeah. And like, yeah. I've known you for a while, Miguel. That's how I got to meet Irene as well. Um, and one thing I've always known about both of you is that you do everything with love. Yeah. And pochos really signifies a home for a lot of people um, that don't necessarily like they want to go to a restaurant that's owned by people of color. They want to go to a restaurant that also connects with the food that they enjoy. And then ultimately it's owned by young entrepreneurs in a time of adversity. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and that's one of the things I want to talk about is, you know, what motivated you to say, I'm going to put like, what does it take to open a restaurant? Like what type of investment, time and effort? I really want you all to dive deep into that because I know there's someone out there right now thinking about, hey, I'm a good cook, or I love to get my own food truck, or I want to do my own stand. And then how do, how do we even get the money or to do a, a restaurant? Because it takes a lot, you know, to, to open a whole business that not only you have to get permits for and all that, but then you also have to have the charisma and the love to take care of the customer. It's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> It's a lot to take in. I think um, when you really think of a restaurant as a business, you will come to realize that the food portion of it, the menu, um, it's such a small part really, of like the bigger like orchestra that's taking place. So um, I think if you have a passion for it, you're off to the right. You're on the right track. Yeah. Right? Um, and then I think it's about doing your research and there are a lot of resources out there. So my, what I would say, if you're interested, don't waste time in doing the research. Inform yourself and whether you actually want to take the next step forward or not entirely, you know, your mm -hmm. call, but definitely don't postpone getting information and educating yourself on yeah. 
what are the steps to take? And we decided to, to, to open up a restaurant just because, you know, we just have been doing it for such a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, I just really, we really just understand the craft, just the in and outs of, of a restaurant. And I feel like that's what really motivated us to, to, to do it, you know? Yeah. And I, and I always was confident just because of, because I knew, I, I just had gathered up, gathered up all this knowledge, you know, just throughout the years of working all kinds of restaurants, whether mm-hmm. it was just kind of fast casual or, or like fine dining. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just learn the tricks. You learn the tricks and that helps you figure things out in like crucial times. Exactly. When, when things are going wrong, can you stay calm and, and, and keep your, your team calm, you know, is important. And I think having those, that mindset really just helped us, you know, Definitely. keep pushing. I also think that from observing both of you, I've dined at your restaurant multiple times. Uh, but one of the things, I mean, I know, right? I put my money where my mouth is. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, one of the things that I really want to highlight is that the fact that you are both minorities. You're not only a man of color, um, you're a woman of color, but you're also a woman, right? And you have a lot of dynamics as a young, right? You have a lot of dynamics that essentially has everything playing against you right Mm -hmm. both of you have worked in the service industry for years you learn how to communicate in multiple languages to be able to provide the best service possible then you open a restaurant because guess what you got what it takes (laughs) but you know what the number one thing you got what it takes well las ganas las pilas las ganas y la manera si de como comunicarse with your restaurant goers, como comunicarse with your staff. Mm-hmm. And guess what? You had an amazing six months, right? <laughs> yeah. Then that pandemic hit. Yeah. Can you tell me how that affected you in two ways, in a negative way and in a positive way? Well, I can tell you the negative. Um, <laughs> He's like, I'm going to tell you. So it was, it. yeah, yeah. It was, we were just, we were tired, you know, being at the restaurant every every single day, it was almost like a cop out. It was just like, oh, thank God, almost, you know. <laughs> um, but then we were just home for 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 a week, and we were just like going crazy, and we saw like bills were piling up, and what were we gonna do, mm-hmm. you know? So we had like no other choice. We had to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I and I guess that that brings the positive, you know. It ke- it kept us on our toes, and it. And it just challenged and challenged us, and we had to adapt, and we had to push, and come up with different ways of getting customers and 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 keeping their attention. You know. Yes. Um, before we we opened the restaurant, you know, I'm an overthinker, and mm-hmm. so I was spending weeks on end, yep. worrying about everything. Right? And Miguel said to me, "We got this. We know how to treat our customers." We know got it the only thing that could ruin this is like some sort of worldwide pandemic where are you to that i was like oh my god babe you're right why am i so worried <laughs> well then, now right. we know whose fault it all was i'm just then, kidding and then you you know how that goes six months later so it was almost like well we considered this option too and we talked through it you know because miguel would say well what do you think is the worst that could happen and scenario at and we and talk then, about it and then and he we, threw that yeah, same scenario yeah. out there like well what if a worldwide pandemic hit well then what do we do then well then we need to be fucking prepared 
That's all good. We're not, we're not on all. <laughs> um, no, yeah. Do your thing, girl. And so, yeah, the pandemic came, and like Miguel said, we we uh, took some time off. I think it was uh, a shock. It was new. Mm-hmm. We didn't know what to do. We had to lay off our staff. Our staff was scared. The customers were scared. I mean, oh, yeah. You know, there was a day where we sold sixteen dollars of sales, and we were there working all day. You know, like mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And so. We made the decision to close a couple of days. Let's regroup. Let's figure it out. Let's mm-hmm. wait to hear what's going on. What yeah. should we expect? You know, et cetera. Um, and yeah, we were only closed for maybe a week, and in that week, the bills piled up, and we had to, you know, really be adult and kind of make a decision that we never really thought we'd have to face. And it yeah. was, do we, under the assumption that a lot of businesses will crumble, do we take that shot and see what happens then? Or do we? Yeah. Let's go. Mm-hmm. And it was like the only option that was there is to make it. Yeah. So it was like all the rules were thrown out of the book, and it was figure it out, get your sales, employ your empl- like employees, execute, figure it out. Yeah. And so we did all kinds of crazy stuff. We started doing dinners and we did the pizza night and we did steak dinners and just like all kinds of stuff. We're more like a brunch restaurant, but we were like, we got to stay relevant and we got to stay exciting and we got to stay creative coming back. You know, that was a crucial part of our customer service. You know, like, you're only going to, like, the only way that we get to interact with our customers now is maybe there. Food. How do we make that special? Yeah. Right? Yeah. How do we make it worth it? How do we make it important? The community really pulled through for us. Yep. We worked our butt off, and the people pulled through, and out of it together. It was also good that we had this front window that we can just kind of slide open. <laughs> yeah, it was really convenient. You know, it was super convenient. So, and it's still there for anyone that maybe forgets to lock their dog. Or isn't comfortable. Or isn't comfortable. You know, that's fine. You know, we can always use the service window. And one of the things I want to highlight, one of the things I want to highlight is about Ponte Las Pilas, it's about Aleganas, and it's about everything you've ever learned. But it's also the notion that nobody really knows and understands that as business owners, it's one thing. You have your staff, you have the people that they have their families, right? Right. All the responsibilities on your shoulders. And like, like you all, there's millions, if not billions of people that have gone through this uncertainty but just to hit it back at home you guys you both have a four-year-old talented talkative (laughs) little girl that you also had to look out for Mm -hmm. so as much as you were all putting it out there but you were doing it for her future too and i want i want everybody to know that you know i'm not a parent of a child i'm a parent of two beautiful dogs but being a parent of a child where you their uncertainty of their future of their education is on at, at stake mm-hmm. as we've right. seen millions of of parents have to decide to go to work or leave their kid at home um with their oldest sibling or with the vecino because do we put food at the table or do i stay home people had these tough choices to make and as much as a tough choice you had to make to either ponte las pilas echale ganas you also knew that we have to provide for our child. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And people need to know that, how hard it is, and those feelings of anguish that oh, I can yeah. only describe having felt. I really want you all to talk about that, like about those moments where you had to look into your daughter's eyes and be like, 
everything's gonna be okay yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. no it it was crazy we 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 weren't able to pay ourselves for 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 three months you know and a lot of uncertainty mm-hmm. um stressful and i feel like just being stressed made me sick yeah um but like you said we had no choice and just seeing my daughter was was all the motivation, motivation that we yeah. needed you know just 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 to keep going it's um, funny that you mentioned though that you had no choice because i think in life we all have choices it is about making the ones that move us forward mm-hmm. because there always is a choice to just give up mm-hmm. and be like you know what this isn't for us Maybe this is a sign of the universe. There's a worldwide pandemic. Right, right. Like maybe this is, wasn't our year. Maybe let's stop this. Let me get a job. Let me figure out. Because both of you know how to hustle. Both of you know how to put up your bootstraps and get to work whatever you need. But you decided to say there's something bigger here. And so you did have a choice. You made a choice for your future. And I want people to know that out there because, you know, when we say well, we have no choice but to do this, it's like there's a lot of choice, but it comes with great sacrifice because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. if you're not willing to sacrifice you may never succeed right sacrifice right. comes in different shapes and forms mm-hmm. and it comes mm-hmm. in you know different feelings of anguish and beating rock bottom but when you have a choice to either give up or never give up choosing to never give up really sets the tone and the tenor for the type of people you become not only for yourself but for others and so i really want you all to take that in because I think that you all selfishly for me made the right choice, right? Not like saying right or wrong, but I say the right choice because people are watching. Young kids are watching. Your little girl is watching. And so for her, she'll always know that you made a choice mm-hmm. and the choice is leading you to your future and her future. So I want you guys to be proud of that because I'm incredibly proud of both of you. Thank you. And Thank I you. usually say that towards the end, but I want to say that right now because, <laughs> um, being a parent, you your dream, your American dream, becomes your kid's dream. It's not owning a home or taking your kids to Disneyland on Disneyland Pass. It's about, you know, making sure that your your children have what they need to be successful. And so so I want you all to take that with you. Is that okay. you guys, you know, you did an incredible thing to sacrifice so much mental health, stress and I and, and all these things because you're raising a very smart little girl. And I just can't wait for her future, and it's going to be incredible. Um, but I really, I really want you to send that message to to our viewers, especially parents out there who think that they can't start on their dream. You know. Um, so, what would you tell parents out there, like, to talk about, like, hey, you know what, like, it could be hard, but don't give up. Yeah, I think that it's you know with anything in life, I think. It's- mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, there's that idea, like, you know, don't talk to people about what you want to do because it might not happen. Like, don't jinx yourself. Like, I think the opposite. I think about it. People can there and people will sort themselves out. Like, people will say you're crazy, and then you're going to find someone that's like, hey, I know a guy that can help you do that. And then that leads to opportunity and so on and so forth. So I think, I think if you think it's a possibility, if you want to explore it, really want to go for it do your research get out there talk to people see where it takes you i think 
that was kind of our <coughs> approach to the restaurant like for a while we wanted to do it and we you know kept working on it kept researching it um and when it happened it just almost felt like holy cow is are we really opening a right, restaurant right. like everything just yeah place. and for months we'd tell each other it like it doesn't seem real it's like like we're just going to work to press like yeah we're just going to this waiting for something to like deter us right and then it was like holy cow now we got a license like now we have to like yeah we weren't planning on being a restaurant at first yeah what's your what's your let's turn into something like really really exciting because i love food what is your favorite dish that you knew right away needed to be on the menu what do you think? Whoa. Los chilaquiles. Los chilaquiles, I think, and the steak skillet. And they've been our best sellers. Yeah. That is yeah. a really good steak. I'm just going to put it, it out there. It's a good steak, yeah. It's, I mean, uh, it's crunchy on the outside, soft on the inside. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's quality steak. It's a steak you can find at, like, uh, Michael Jordan Steakhouse, uh, at uh, Maple and Ash, you know. In Apocho. And so, and that's, yeah, that's something that we, <laughs> we, we really wanted to, like, do is, is bring, like, really quality stuff to to the neighborhood you know i grew up in mckinley park and you know when we were dating we'd just be at home and and it's like where could we go we'd have to leave you know it's not that we had to right but we just wanted to to have other options so we go to like chinatown we go to down you know downtown or, yeah. or, or, or the north side so we always knew that we that i think something like the concept that we made would, would work in that neighborhood so. i would say i'm a big chilaquiles fan so I know Chicago has a theory that like every single restaurant has chilaquiles, right? And like, oh, ours are the best. But I will say, what do you guys have? I'm going to say it here for the record. What has the best chilaquiles I've ever had in Chicago? Thank you. Thank you. Say it for the record. And I'm a foodie. You see my, my Instagram post, people. But the other thing I will say is that I think Chicago should have a chilaquile runoff, like like festival, like let's go for it. Because I know they have a mole one, like yeah, a mole yeah. one. Yeah. But they don't have a chilaquiles one. So yeah. um, combi, um, Pablo, you should probably... Uh, there's so many know, different types of chilaquiles. Chilaquile kind, festival. You know, so many types of we saltas. We can close down the streets yeah. and make it happen. Brunch no, don't fest. even go brunch fest on me. Just okay. chilaquile <laughs> fest for now. But then a brunch fest... Um, but no, I mean, I'm being, I'm being serious. I mean, you all have some of the best food I've had. I brought my niece and nephew. They were coming into town, and uh, that was the first spot I took them to. One, I wanted to be cool. I was like, oh, hey, I know people. I know people. I wanted to be cool with my niece and nephew. But yeah. the food, I mean, that was the, the icing on the cake, you know. And when they before they were leaving, they were like, oh, we got to go back there. But it was Tuesday. It's okay. But it's totally fine. You guys are, are still rocking and rolling, and I love it. But one thing you all mentioned that I really love, um, because it's a theory I have of Chicago. Now, I'm born and raised in California. I have my, some of my youth in Chicago where I've observed this, this uh, you know, anomaly that I haven't seen in other places. I lived in Miami. I lived in New York. Um, New York is too big. I don't like it. Uh, Miami is just it's Florida. And uh, But when Chicago, one thing I realized is a big city, but it's a small community, Especially when, when the things that you like, you know, kind of your upbringing, your values are, are aligned with the community, that you come together. And I realize that a lot of the young people, when I say young, I mean like people our age that are still, you know, um, finding where they're going to be in life, um, that we grew up with each other and we made our friendships family. Um, and our community becomes family. Although we have our parents and, and the folks that we love, a lot of the folks that are from Chicago, the young folks, 
grew up with their friends being their family. Their guy best friend is their brother. The girl best friend is your sister. And like you grow where, you know, what they think of you matters. And those are people that you end up growing up with. And I've seen it here. People had their youth. There were a lot of graffiti, you know, painters. There were a lot of people in bands. There were a lot of people, mm -hmm. you know, who who became, you know, teachers and started going to college, maybe not. Mm -hmm. But they all grew up together, right? And then you end up, like you said, if you ask someone, yeah, I actually know someone, then know someone. Um, people are always willing to help one another out. And mm -hmm. that's what I love about Chicago. Of course, you'll have those, you know, people that are always competing with one another and like are jealous of success but that's only because they never asked for help you know or maybe because they haven't had the right opportunities and we wish them the best but the way we treat others really impacts our future and i do feel that because the way that you all treated people in your respective worlds now you as miguel as your own entity irene as your own entity the world that you both have walked through the friendships you made, the communities that you built came together the moment you all became not only uh, a married couple and, and had a child together, but you became co-owners of, of a restaurant, right? Going into marriage together is intense. Having a child together is intense. And then going into business together is intense. Keeping your own identities becomes intense. But when you're able to bring those together as a community, you thrive. And I think that Chicago really allowed that to manifest itself um i know you said things never happen just because you know that you know things i think is manifestation if you say you want something you got to tell the world you do you got to put it out there it's like this is what i want this is my vision this is what yeah. i hope and it does become and it does evolve mm -hmm. and i think you both manifested something at the same time which was mm -hmm. to do what you love and um and i really want to talk about that i really want to talk about how the community is, has set you up to this next chapters of your life um without going too much into detail of course but i do want to talk about what the next five years look like for you all hopefully it looks busy but um <laughs> um yeah we've yeah we've just had a lot of opportunity and uh we really don't want to miss out so uh it looks like uh we might turn poachers into like a restaurant group and have some restaurants you know under our our belt so different concepts. different concepts yeah and we definitely want to stay in the south side we want to open up restaurants in brighton park gauge park um you know we want to stay in the south side and we want to be we want to accommodate for our people yeah you know we want to make sure that when when our when our customers come in you know i want to remember their names you know I, every time they come in I, I want to say you know welcome senor or senora you know whatever their name is he, and make sure I don't know it's because esos son detalles son importantes yep. you know y, y, claro que sí. y a veces esos detalles no es, los restaurantes aquí en, este, en el sur a veces no, no, no los ofrecen you know so we want to just be a little bit different and service and quality are, are, are super big for us so yeah, yeah. okay alright then we'll keep on secret secret <laughs> but let's just say that we're going to see a lot of success and a lot of motivation and thrive because again con ganas se puede todo i still want to put it out there that i have a concept for a restaurant if i ever do build one I'm just gonna put it out there i want to call it dibs because i want to have the restaurant build the furniture that you leave on the streets during winter time and then what I, how it's going to happen is that when the time to pick up all your furniture i'm going to pick it up for you 
then put it in my restaurant and be like, come to Dibs to find your furniture, but then also grab food on the way. It's a, such a Chicago thing. I think it'll be successful. Uh, DJ Gonza will DJ and, you know, we'll have karaoke and it'll be great. It'll be a whole thing. Maybe we'll start Chilakile Fest. I don't know, but... But anything can happen. I'm just gonna manifest it. I'm putting it on the universe. Let's do it. I put I put it out there that I want to get back on the mic, and you know You're I here. I'm here with three mics with three uh, three of us here. Like it's amazing, and I just really want to conceptualize one big thing that I love about Chicago, and then also just love about the friendships you make here. Like I said, I've known you all for quite a while. I've seen you progress and grow. Everybody in this space right now I've known for, for quite a while. And every time I would come and travel the, the country to doing the work that I do, every time I would get a, a project or, uh, you know, reason to come to Chicago, I always felt like I was coming home, which is interesting because my family all lives in California. And it's home for me because that's where they live. But this is home in many regards because of the opportunities all these opportunities are there, not just here in Chicago, but opportunities are there. You just got to take chances. And it's okay to fail because there is no such thing as a mistake. There's only such things as lessons. We learn from everything that we do, whether we do it right, or whether we do it wrong. We always got to, you know, make sure that we focus on those things because there's, like I said, this world is full of hate full of angry people and i mean like when you go to a restaurant now you're like oh my god i don't want to become a karen i don't want to become a karen like please god give me patience like seriously that sometimes people do that little prayer because you know you go to a restaurant and you have to always put yourself in people's shoes like not only as a customer but also as you know a customer service or a you know a waitress or or a busser or the owners you gotta we always gotta put each other in each other's shoes right if a customer is not doing, like, being rude and condescending, you have two choices, whether you refuse to give service to them or you decide to be above and still give them the best service that you possibly can, right? And usually we choose the latter, right? We, we give them the best service we possibly can because maybe that little act of love will go a long way to make their day better. Be like, man, this day got off on the wrong foot, but I had breakfast at this great restaurant pochos and now i feel much better because people treating me with love and i think that the same thing goes you know both ways is that we see a server having a bad day and you know we know they live off tips you know we know that this has been a hard time you know don't leave five dollars like leave your 20 percent mm -hmm. you know like these folks have families and sometimes you know that love goes a little long ways right yeah. So all goes to say that we must do everything that we possibly can with love. Even when we're upset at one another, we need to talk about it and do it with love and compassion because the world is already evil. I already, I already said to somebody else, I said, when the world is giving too much hate, I don't need it in my home. I don't need it in my job and I don't need it in the things that I do. So why, why obsess over why somebody is a certain way with you as long as you reciprocate it with love Nothing can affect you. Um, and that's the, that's the honest truth. And I've been practicing that as well because a stress and anxiety is, is taking folks our age. Mm -hmm. You know, folks our age are having heart attacks. Folks our age are now living past 40. Yeah. Um, we're, not, we're not living as long as our parents. 
and i mean seriously it's it is wild we're not even prepared i mean our parents have funeral lots and we're over here like that's never gonna happen to us and the next thing you know it's like oh damn you got a fundraise for my for my death Mm -hmm. like you know and i I, we don't want that right Right. there's a lot of things that are not for sure forever but every single day as long as you do things with love you might get there look i'm watching the show i gotta put it out there because the show is interesting but it taught me something that um it's called the good place um, I don't, I don't endorse the Netflix, I don't endorse the show, but the show is really good because it taught me one thing. It taught me that supposedly at the end, there has been nobody going to heaven if that if exists in the afterlife for 500 years because earth has become its own hell, mm-hmm. that nobody does enough good deeds to go to heaven. So the problems that you deal with on earth, like nobody can ever do enough good deeds. <laughs> bless you. you. Bless you. Bless you. It's not the Rona. We're all good. Um, but, it's allergies. But, yeah, I promise like, it's allergies. Just yeah. It's allergies. Allergies is April, you know. But no, but seriously, like, can you believe that? That the world that we've created has already enough, like, bad things going on that we don't make it to Nothing heaven. We Nothing we can do. Up. But however, is that true? Are we too late to change? I always think shows give us messages, maybe not intentionally. But it made me think, like, holy moly. It's probably true. Everything in life stresses us out. Road rage. What happened to the two-year-old boy just because people had road rage on Lakeshore Drive? Two-year-old. Just because people couldn't just be like, everybody's human. We're going to get there. There's more time than life. Don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. But we forget those things because we're like, oh, no, like they shouldn't cut me off. And I'm one to say like, oh, my God, I'm in California. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm three hours in traffic. It's like, yeah. But, you know, I'm like, you know what? I give myself time. Does that mean I have to wake up a little early? Does that mean I have to miss a meeting? I'd rather do those things than piss somebody off and then they, they decide to kill me or shoot me or a bad sender gets hit, right? So those are things that we have to think about. And I think that in the restaurant business is literally the precipice of that how people get their coffee, how people get their food, how people interact with one another, that could be the first thing of their day. Mm-hmm. And I honestly can attest that you all have done that, at least every time I've been there. And I mm-hmm. think your success shows that you made people's days for a very long time. And that may, that may have changed people's path for the future. So out there, I just want to say last thing before we close is that don't give up on your dreams. Don't ever think that anything is a, 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 a choice to, to not have a choice. You have plenty of choices. Um, but at the same time, when you do want to choose to go to a restaurant, please choose to go to Potros. It's really delicious. Um, and uh, you'll find more information on my website. Uh, and you can click on their menu, too. I'm so excited for them. I'm so excited for the future endeavors. And I'm hoping to bring them back when their next project is released. And, um, and I want to make sure that I'm there to support them in every way. Um, and please support us too. You know, we have amazing people that we want to bring on. Uh, if you know somebody that you think is, you know, uh, Latino, Latina, uh, you know, Asian, uh, black folks, uh, you know, anybody that you think uh, could could use a little bit of uplifting and, and make sure that we talk about their issues that are important to them, send me a note. I would love to talk to them, talk to you and, and know what your thoughts are. Once again, this is JS with love.